Praise the Lord and welcome to the program today. Praise God. It's been a little while since I've been able to come to you. And uh, so I thought for this next 30 minutes or so, uh, I'll just take the time to kind of share with you what God's been doing uh, in Angie and I and also in our ministry. Let me start by uh, saying, uh, you know, earlier this year we had a bit of a computer crisis. And I want to thank those of you who gave to help us replace our system. Uh, so many of you wrote to us and said how much you valued our voice. And we appreciate that more than you will ever know. We appreciate it because, I mean, we have poured our whole life into this. And for you to show confidence in us, for you to show... I mean, I had letters that came in that said, you know, we love the devotional quality of the videos. We love the discipleship of the videos. And I guess that's one of the biggest words that God's put in me uh, in the last two, three years is discipleship. We've got a lot of people claiming to be Christians. We need disciples. And disciples, really, if you wanted to get right down to it, is the only type of Christians that the Bible teaches that there are. So again, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, and I don't think that any of us can even imagine the number of souls that you will have touched by your gift uh, for our computer project. I mean that with all my heart, and you're going to have a reward in heaven for the souls that you've reached, that you've stirred, and that you've blessed. Praise be to God. Hallelujah forever. And so, um, we've been taking some downtime. I took, uh, personally, I took uh, December, uh, January, February completely off. And I went back to ministry about 50% March and April. And then we went back full-time in May. And May and June, and now July, we are just anticipating every door that the Lord will open for us. And uh, we just got back from Big Ticket Festival. We did one day this year, uh, and that was uh, Friday, July the 8th. And it's been... I don't know exactly how long it's been, several years since I've done a festival. And when I say done a festival, we go there, we work in the prayer ministry, we work in the prayer tent, we go around hand out literature, uh, we hand out Bibles, we do whatever God gives us to do. Sometimes we actually have gotten to do devotions with some of the bands, and that's always a, a very exciting thing for us because we want to see God reach souls. I don't care what type of venue, as long as the word is going out and the praise is going forth, God is going to move. And so we saw tremendous things happen there uh, last Friday, and it was a load of fun. We got to meet Ann Wilson, praise God. She's one of our new favorite artists and she's just tremendous. If you don't, if you only buy one Christian album this year, 
Let me encourage you to get Aaron Wilson's album, My Jesus. It is a wonderful, not only song, but every song on the record speaks and ministers and puts a praise in our hearts. And that's what we need. So that was one of the most recent things we've done. We have been able to continue to produce, uh, as I said earlier, uh, the devotions and the discipleship stuff simply because of people who value our voice. And it's just amazing to me. I got no less than 25 letters. Not say letters, it was emails or it was text or whatever. Hardly anybody uses the mail anymore. And uh, sometimes I kind of miss the old way of doing things. But some of what God's been putting in my heart and I don't want to share too much. I want to try to keep this program today being the first one back. This is July the 12th, um, 2022. I want to keep it kind of to about 30 minutes or so. But we have got some teaching coming up that I believe will bless you, but more importantly than blessing you, I believe the greatest thing we need to do is point you to Jesus Christ. Amen? Listen, friends, there's nothing more important in the time in which you and I are living than for you to be in the Word like never before, sometimes erasing preconceived notions and ideas, and just let the Word speak fresh and new in your heart and in your life. Let the Word change you. Let the Word do its part in conforming you to the image of Christ. And the other element in there, of course, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's main function in the heart and life of the Christian is to conform you to the image of Christ. So in other words, you let the Holy Spirit do His work in you. And uh, none of us can say, well, uh, I can do this or that on my own. I'm going to turn in my Bible here to the book of Ephesians. <coughs> and I want to read a, a passage. I'm not really going to give like a necessarily a titled message today, but if I were to title it, uh, I would probably say, uh, you know, by grace you are saved. So let's start there in Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll begin reading in verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. And that's a new life that's imparted into us. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit imparts to us a new power source for living on the very inside of us. Um, and, and we could actually, let's go back up to verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, praise God, that in the ages to come 
he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. You know, this really speaks a lot to us. But one thing that's in my heart right now from reading it is when when the world or you know when all of the heavenly host even looks at us and they scratch their head and they think man it's a wonder that any of them made it we are all sons and daughters of Adam's fallen race the tangled vines of the fall have bound every one of us we are sinners we are helpless to save ourselves we're helpless to do anything good for God in the earth now think of that because you see God cannot accept what the Holy Spirit doesn't inspire you and I might be filled with good ideas. We can do this for the kingdom. We can do that for the kingdom. We can do this and that and the other. But unless the Holy Spirit inspired, God cannot be pleased with it. Now don't get me wrong, there are certain things that when we see a need and we meet that need, we're just, we're being what Christians are. We see a need, we help out if we can. So I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about man's endless efforts to please God in his own strength, in his own self. And uh, none of that works out, ladies and gentlemen, because God is looking for what is birthed by the Holy Spirit. Let's read on in verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. You didn't dream it up. You certainly could not supply the power to be saved. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. There's no Christian. I don't care if it's the biggest preacher that's ever been. There's no Christian that should be boasting about what he or she has done for Jesus. Because it all came from the grace of God. The only way we're ever going to make it is because God put His grace upon us. And God has a standard, and that standard is perfection, and we can't reach it. And we can't live up to it. So praise God. He puts the Holy Spirit within us, a new power source for living, and He begins to change our lives. So, so many Christians that I talk to, and I've had an apple out of this bag myself, you know. They have sat in bondage year after year after year after year to particular sins. Make no mistake about it, sin is the problem and the enemy of every Christian. Okay? And, and so many have just begun to excuse their sins or, well, I'll live with it and I believe in Jesus so I'll be alright, everything's good. Everything's not good. God is desiring to get the sin out of every child of God. But you can't do it. Only God can do it. And He does it through the power of the Holy Spirit. He puts it down on the inside of you to walk in Christ's victory. To walk in Christ's deliverance. Amen. And so this is what we have to bear in mind. 
Verse 10, and this is where we'll leave off uh, for today. For we are His workmanship. Glory to God. God is working on us. He's working on us through the Word. He's working on us through our times in prayer. He's working on us through the Holy Spirit working in us. All of these tools that God has at His disposal that He's made available to us. Prayer and fasting. Giving. Going to church. Studying the Word of God. Developing a deeper prayer life in the Lord. All of these things is what the Holy Spirit will put inside of us when we really come to Christ. These are things that we will want to do, not only want to do them, uh, we will hunger to do them. We'll, we'll, we'll be driven by the hunger of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost will give birth to it in our spirits and in our hearts. Hallelujah. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So though the good works don't save you, and they don't add anything to your standing with God, the good works will be there simply because you've got the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of you. He can't produce anything other than good works. Amen? And so this is something that God has kind of reworked and been reworking and and pouring through my heart once again uh, in the past few months. Created in Christ Jesus. That's you and me. Hallelujah. God, if you'll let Him, if you won't get in the way, and if you won't allow sins and strongholds to come into your heart and life, what do I mean by that? If you'll, if you'll forgive the people who have hurt you, I mean really forgive them. Really forgive them. Which means you don't talk about it anymore. Which means you don't treat them based on what they did any longer. If you will really forgive the people who have wronged you in the past, God can begin to work in you. If, if you'll stop gossiping, these are sins of the Spirit that grieve the Holy Spirit. If, you'll, if you will allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and stop grieving Him by the way you behave, and you say, well, sometimes it's pressure, sometimes I can't seem to help myself, that's the moment where you need to say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, perform Your will in me. And I'm going to guarantee you right now, it is not God's will that you and I gossip about others and slander others. It's not God's will that we walk in confusion. It's not His will that we walk in fear. And so as we begin to put these and other things away from us in these days when, it, when those forces abound in the world, as we begin to call out to Jesus and the Holy Spirit helps us to put those things away from us, praise God, we will see victory in our life and we will have an unhindered flow of grace remaking us day by day by day by day. Hallelujah. From glory unto glory. And this is the Christian life. 
This is the Christian life. So the good works will be there. And it says at the end of the verse, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Okay? Everything basically comes to us in our lives through what Jesus Christ did at the cross, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. That should be the focus of every believer. And that's the only thing that will produce that new power source for living within our hearts and cause us to walk in the righteousness of God. Amen. Jesus became sin for us. He became a sin offering for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've got to get back to that in Christ Jesus. Let me say this. Uh, while I'm on this subject, you know, there's not one of us that is hot stuff. Okay? There's not one of us that knows a better way to do things. I'm just going to be honest with you. And that's, that's a problem in so many hearts and lives. I've had an apple out of that bag in the past as well. You know, where you find yourself thinking, well, I could do things so much better than that one, or... I could, if, if it was me, blah, blah, blah. We need to get rid of that. All of it. Because what God's into right now, you want to know it, here it is. God is into team ministry. God is not into superstar preachers, celebrity preachers. He's not into people who want to get their name known. God wants us to make Jesus' name known. And the way that we're going to do that is by learning how to walk in the Spirit again to walk in the Holy Spirit's power in our life. That's what God desires to do for you and for me. And that's what He has done for us. And He wants to expand upon that. You know, in the day that we're living in right now, I believe we are about to see more supernatural miracles than we have seen in decades. Supernatural miracles that will be a sign of the power of God to this generation. And He wants us to have a part of that. A part in that, I should say. We can't do it. Only God can heal. Only God can save. Only God can deliver. Only God can baptize in the Holy Spirit. Our part is to be obedient to what God tells us to do. And when He tells us that which to do, He also gives us the power to get it done through the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus. And so, as I went through that little bit of teaching right there, not much today, I realize that. But I just feel encouraged, and I hope you're encouraged, to let the Holy Spirit work in you. Let's read that verse again. Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship. You and me, God works through our lives to build His kingdom on planet earth. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. The Christian, the, the Christ follower who knows how to fight the good fight of faith will be the most active, hard-working believer in your church. I mean they will. The reason? Well, it's simple. 
when you put your faith in what Jesus did and you understand that it all comes from Jesus and that we can't work or hype any of it up, it's the cross, it's the finished work of Christ, it's the resurrection, that results in God's grace constantly being bestowed upon us. And one aspect of the grace of God, I mean, there are thousands of things that we could say, but one is the effectual working of the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, now listen to me closely, with the Holy Spirit as our power source, much can be done in the kingdom of God and for the kingdom of God. But if we put our faith in our own labor, our own routines, and I've learned that, you know, I, I've had a, a bad battle, a big, let's say it this way, it's a good battle because it's the good fight of faith. It's a fight that's already won by Jesus Christ. Amen? But it was a big battle in my life because I like my routines. And I know that the Lord was wanting me to work more off the cuff to be able to roll with situations that would arise. And so I went into prayer about that and I failed time and time and time and time again until the Lord revealed certain things to me about His grace. So if, if we put our faith in our own labor, our own routine, our own rules, or the latest thing that's going on in the body of Christ, the fad, if you will, well, that reduces our power. That's why so many of these things that we've seen in the last several decades, church growth and all these seminars and all these programs that everybody wants to plug into, it doesn't work. And it actually diminishes the power of the believer and of the church. Because our faith gets transferred from Jesus Christ over to those plans and those programs and those procedures and policies and all of this. Which is greater, I'll ask you, which is greater, self or the Holy Spirit? And the answer should be obvious to all of us. When we fight the true biblical fight of faith, which means we're looking exclusively to the Lord and to His power, to defeat the enemies of faith. We will receive supernatural power that enables us to get the task at hand accomplished, whether it's victory, deliverance, whatever it might be. We are to become, you and I, as Christ followers in 2022 and beyond, should Jesus tarry, we are to become His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Proper faith opens the door to grace. Grace supplies power. Hallelujah. And so then the power supplied believer lives and works for God from a never ending flow of strength. And when we need strength, we feel like we could no longer go on. There's just so many things happening in our lives and and in our work for the Lord, and in our household, whatever the case might be, and we feel weak, and we feel tired and emaciated, we begin to cry out to Jesus in prayer. 
And the Bible says that the Lord will answer the prayers of the righteous. He will give you strength. You see what I'm saying? This is from the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. This is from the Lord for the days that you and I are living in right now. There's no fear of burnout for a person who understands the grace of God. And grace doesn't mean that people can just sin and do whatever they want whenever they want. Grace means this power supply. Grace is what results in the Holy Spirit changing my life from the old cantankerous person that I used to be with a quick temper and all these other problems that smoked cigarettes and drank beer and took drugs and he changed my life from all of that and he's working on me constantly conforming my life to the image of Jesus. We don't sit idly by and do nothing as we fight the fight of faith. Faith in Jesus Christ will always produce good works of every kind in our life. And so as we look at this today, as I close, uh, this first program back, praise be to God. As we look at this today, let's make ourselves available to the Lord. And let's trust Him to do the work needed in us so that we can walk pleasing to Him. Sometimes, uh, you know, I heard a pastor the other day say this. He, he was right. Sometimes we'll see a need that, be a, that needs to be met in someone's life or in the church or whatever the case might be. <clears throat> and because we love the Lord, we want to make sure that our motives are right. And... The Bible says, in the book of Jeremiah, says that our heart is deceit, deceitful and desperately wicked and we can't even know it. So, in those moments when, when I see that need that might need to be met in someone's life or ministry or church or whatever, I have to just say, Lord, I want my motives to be right. Dear, dear Lord, I want to please You. I don't want to be doing this for the wrong reason. But Lord, I'm going to go ahead and do this because I see it as a need. And use this to teach me about myself. Use this to teach me about you. And sometimes we just have to go ahead and take that step of faith. Even though we don't always understand what motivates us. Because sometimes our motives aren't right. And as long as we're in this physical body, we're going to have to deal with that. And if you wait until you're perfect every single time, you'll never do anything. And, and God's not going to bless that either. If you, this, this preacher went on to say, uh, you know, if you decide you're just going to set the end times out and just worship Jesus in your home and, and uh, just set out the race, you're not going to witness nobody, you're not going to help bless the kingdom, you're going to get totally rebuked in the judgment. In fact, the in the in the parable of the talents, when the guy hid his talent, and the Lord found out, and, and the guy said, I hid it because I knew you were a hard man, and I didn't want to make a mistake. Jesus said, You wicked servant. Hallelujah. 
Like, that's harsh. And that's a reality we are all going to have to face. So I would encourage you today, the things that God lays on your heart, the people that God lays on your heart to reach out to in these last days, take a step of faith. Pray about your motive. Ask God to help you. Ask God to teach you. God is not going to be angry with you if you do something, but you're seeking knowledge of, man, I want to be right, Lord. I don't want to have the wrong motives. But get rid of all desire for self-glory and self-recognition. Get rid of those desires. You'll live a lot happier life. Trust me. And so praise God. I'm going to leave it there today. Uh, I just wanted to come back on. It's been a while. I wanted to give you a little word from the Lord there that He's put within our hearts. And uh, Angie and I are doing very well. Um, I had a, a little bit of a medical struggle uh, here in the last month or so and, and um, very close to possibly having a stroke. My medicine was wrong. It, uh, it was right for many years, but the doctor explained it to me that it's like a, the boiling pot. And you know how the, you put a frog in, you start boiling it slow, and he doesn't realize it until he boils to death. And that can happen with our health as well. So they got me on new medication. We're going to see how that all works out. Been pretty good so far. Uh, I would appreciate your prayers. I thank you again for your, your giving. I thank you for your concerns for us through these last couple of years. Angie and I love you so very, very much. We are looking forward to seeing many of you out there on the revival trail. Hallelujah. Even though we are trimming the number of revival services we do each year, we're going to trim that number back a little bit and do more broadcasting like this. Because I think God has put things in the hearts of His people that need to be heard in these last days. It needs to be spoken forth while there is still time to do so. And I'm going to leave you with that today. Remember, uh, many, of, many of us have been hurting and many of us have had hard times and many of us have gone through a lot of things in these last few years. Don't think that you're alone because many of your brothers and sisters have also been suffering. Encourage yourself in the Lord with the blessed hope, the soon coming rapture of the church. Jesus is coming soon. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb. And you need to be ready, and I need to be ready. And so look to Him as never before, in Jesus' name. This is Brother Paxton. I hope you enjoyed the program today. I'll be back with you soon now. It'll be soon, and we'll be coming back again in Jesus' name. Go with God, and He will go with you. Bless you.